0: Press B to cancel the only podcast that has more WTF and OMG moments than Sinistar has high school nicknames today on... Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to Press B to Cancel. My name is Chardmonk. I'll be hosting the WTF episode of this week's episode. I'm just going to double that up with two episodes. You can totally tie I this whole thing out. Sorry, with me, too. as always, is the absolutely incomparably beautiful werewolf. Sir, how are you on this fine Pacific Northwest evening, sir?
1: I am pretty damn good, sir. Thank you. And again, the evanescent and
0: beautiful sick Jake. Welcome in, sir. How are we doing up there on the great white north? Uh, quite literally, I am sick, Jake, this week. But I'll do the best I can to mute my coughs. You know, I really appreciate that you really go with that moniker. Like you, you just sell it. There's no, you wait, you wait until you're sicker than a dog, and then we come out. We just come out roaring. I love it. Way to it's way to stand name. by the name. And Sinistar somehow came in. Even the door it was the door was locked. Uh, I don't know what he's doing here. But hi, Sinistar, how are you? Hi, I'm
2: doing well, and we have a special guest.
0: Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> The sorting
2: well, that hat is here. It's William Shahatner. <laughs> it's it's Nehi. Na- Gryffindor. Anyways.
0: <laughs> YouTube don't don't ban us for that. Um gentlemen, we had a very lengthy discussion this week about what we were going to talk about. And we had a lot of OMG moments as we discussed what the plans were. And I think this is uh, I think this is an excellent platform to discuss what we discussed in a discussion with three discussing the discussion about WTF moments. Yes, we're going to talk about WTF moments in video games, both eh, mostly current. There's been a lot of current stuff that we've done together. WTF moments are stuff that when you're playing the game, your eyes basically pop out of your head. You're like, oh, God, I did not expect that to happen whatsoever. Um, And we've all had a few. And uh, I think the four of us has come up some really, I'd like to say, powerful Uh, WTF moments as we play through the separate games that we've all will be discussing today. Um, I want to warn the audience, the people on the podcast and the people that aren't watching, but are listening when we do post this up, that there will be some very heavy spoilers throughout this episode. So if any point there's a game that we mention that you don't want to hear about, we'll try and signal you in some way, shape or form and try and give you a length so that we can say, skip, this far ahead, or something, and uh, yeah, we'll have like a little song. Well, if they if they're listening, they can't see it, but we'll try and well, make it some kind I'll of. Well, listening, I'll
3: have timestamps in the description. I'll do Perfect. We'll put timestamps yeah. up so pretty... that way you
0: can skip ahead and you don't get any spoilers for any games that you may want to play. A lot of the stuff has been around for a little bit, but we're not going to pull the whole. This game's forty years old. You should live up and deal with it now. It's you know maybe you want to be surprised we... by.
2: It. We are also going to try to stay on topic per game where, you know, me- we meander normally. So tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this, we'll do our best to stay on the game on topic so that we don't go spoiling something else. I'm just going to go on a limb here and just say you picked the wrong host to stay on topic for anything. So this is your <laughs> fault. Um, well, spoiler so yeah, so- alert. Spoiler alert. Our first game, I think, involves staying on target. Oh, wow. Way to Uh-oh. loop that around.
0: <laughs> Apparently, I'm not hosting anymore, but that was well done. Um, <laughs> is not not wrong, though. A very famous line coming from the movie franchise. Um, but somebody else will be talking about it. Werewolf, why don't we yes. just dive right in? Why don't we dive right in and you talk about your WTF moment, one of your favorites that you have played in the recent okay. years of gaming. So,
1: uh, it's, it's not super recent because this was about when the game came out. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Now, when I was playing through this, it had probably been out for maybe six months to a year. So there was some time between its release and me playing it. So, of course, my buddies were like, have you, have you seen the twist yet? Have you seen the twist yet? And I was like, I'm guessing no, because I have no idea what twist you're talking about. And so that's all I knew was there's a major twist, right? Um, And I'm playing through it, and... <laughs> I, uh, I get to this point where all of a sudden, like, you, you go through the whole game, Bastila, you know, the the Jedi who you're working with through most of the game, um, she's just a total meanie to you the whole time, right? <laughs> she's she basically she's really Regina to George toward the main character the whole <laughs> game. And yes, we watched Mean Girls last night, so that's I fresh see
0: Wednesdays we use force pool
1: (laughs) 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 and you know the whole time I'm like what the hell is up with this lady right and you go through the whole game and everybody's like wow you're really taking to the force so quick right and then you get the big reveal the main character you were playing as was previously a major jedi general and then went darth So he was the big bad. And then I guess they used a force memory wipe on the guy. And so when you get this reveal, I'm just sitting there. I'm at the time I had a very, uh, my bedroom was big for a kid, right? So like I was, I don't know, it was like 14 by 10 or some nonsense. So it's a really long room. And so. I had TVs and a couch and video games across the room. And then I had the corner where my desk with my computer was. My brother was on my couch playing the PS2, I think something like that. And I'm sitting at my computer playing this and this big reveal comes in and I'm just sitting there going, Oh shit. And I'm just totally dumbfounded. I keep saying, Oh shit. Over and over and over as this registers for me in my brain and my brothers across the, the room going, what, what, what? Like he's getting super interested in the fact that I keep re- re- repeating, "Oh shit!" Probably like five or six times, just super slowly and in total awe. And then when I explained to him what was up, he was like, "Okay," because he just <laughs> did not give a shit. But <laughs> it was to me, it was pretty funny that that's what followed the moment immediately. But holy crap, that was a great reveal. And then the game. Like after that, everybody like oh, I told all my buddies and everybody else was like, um, OK, just wait till you see the second twist. And I was like, the second twist. What the hell? What's how are they going to beat this? And they don't really beat it, but they do give you the option to sort of. Feed your character storyline with how Bastila treats the character throughout the game and let you once again choose the dark side, mm-hmm. which is just totally awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that twist with the way that the, the twist was, and it was so sudden it was Holy, Holy crap. This is, this is the whole thing. And then it still gives you the option to, to go right back to where it was at the beginning. And with, with the way the game played out, you can manipulate people's feelings towards you throughout the entire game, which I always thought was a really cool spin. But then to be able to be like, you know what? Screw this be i'm i'm going dark we're going dark side again and then you can go
2: back and do that whole twist i i really thought that was a cool twist so correct me if i'm wrong because i played this on the og xbox so however long ago that was probably 2000 2001 something like that um you're like if i remember right there's like a good bad meter isn't there Mm -hmm. there is yeah it's like a like, light dark meter, yeah. Yeah, each thing you do is like light dark. Like you can affect that meter, and when I played it, when I played it, I specifically decided to do light, you know, tasks that push that light meter up and that light meter up, and then that 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 twist came in, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, I mean, I said something. I I'm being nice for for YouTube, but you know,
1: <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> well, I already okay. said it like a dozen times, man.
2: Well, I was like, (laughs) I I was actually a little upset. I was like, mother, I I was trying to be good. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out I'm the big bad. (laughs) I went with
0: the redemption story. I just was like, you know what? People can change after they've completely lost their memories.
1: Oh, I did too. (laughs) But when I was thinking about this, it occurred to me, you know, I don't. I think it would be less enticing to do that if they didn't have a good character feeding Mm. animosity to the player the entire game. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, when HK forty seven does it, nobody cares. It's hilarious. He's just a mean robot
0: character the whole time. So when
1: (laughs) Bastila does it, you're like, "What the hell is wrong with you, lady? Why are you giving me all this shit?" (laughs) And so I don't. I think without her, fewer players would have taken the dark side again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I didn't. But these days playing through the game, I probably would knowing nothing about it just because of how Bastila treats the main character. Like they're putting all their their hopes on making you a good guy again. Right. But the entire time she's just nasty to you. And so when you finally get the option to go dark side, you know, I might just be like, all right, screw all you guys. I'm I'm a jerk again. I'm a jerk again. <laughs> I'll give you a reason to be an asshole to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see That's you at the dumpster
0: behind Denny's. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um, uh, I did enjoy that. That's uh, I like that. That twist was such a such a. Literally a blindside coming up where they're like, "Oh, the reason she's a jerk to you the whole time is because you've been the asshole for this many years." And we were hoping yeah. that this would change your opinion. And you're like, like "Oh, fuck, okay, cool." <laughs> I, she's I don't totally know.
1: got good reason to treat you the way she does, right? But you're knowing nothing because you yeah. have amnesia, you're just you're, you. I mean, the player, you. It's hard to top that feeling going into a game as Mm. the player representing the character as it more than literally the character has amnesia. So, you know, as much about everything going on as your character does.
0: They designed the story really well to make you sit there and go, why is, why is what's going on? Like, why are these bad guys like kind of nice to me? And this, this really good person, a total biatch to me this whole time. I don't get it. And then, you know, and then they hit you with the twists, very good plots. But, yeah I, I like the spin
3: in this game a lot like bioware is one of my favorite rpg companies from that period i mean they they could do no wrong back then honestly and yeah. uh, some of the stuff they do in kotar is kind of like the groundwork for mass effect and later later sh- uh, franchises mm-hmm. but kotar has the twist i think for all of them right and nothing in mass effect think comes close to this darth revan reveal in kotar i really like how they right. did it and it was very impactful I actually, I picked it up on the Switch uh, last month. It's hard to get back into this game nowadays, but I wanted to try it again because I wanted to go back and play through the story because I remember the story being so good in this game. And this is definitely a good like WTF moment. Like When that happened, that flip happens, it's so good. And for the record, in these games, I always go the asshole route first. I always play the absolute <laughs> evilest person on the planet because BioWare was one of those few companies that let you do that. They actually gave mm-hmm. you all the dialogue and, and a choice for that. And uh, playing the dark, dark side in this game is fantastic.
2: I have tried to play it, uh, I don't know, probably five or six years ago. And I referred to this game when I played it. I loved it. I loved it. I played the story through. But I referred to this game as Hall Monitor. Because that's really <laughs> what it is. is. You're just like, I, I can't tell you how many halls you run through in that game. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but you're on Tatooine. There's no halls in the desert that you can see. Mr. But, but there seems to still be some sort of, like, you know, force you into it. Yeah, anyway. It's called... Yeah, it's I, called <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? Natural
0: Direction. It's <laughs> called A Sense of Natural Direction. Level design, damn it. Come on now.
1: <laughs> this is a game I've been wanting to go back and play. I've had it on Steam for quite some time. I think there was that year when... Steam did their first big Christmas sale thing with the mm. coal and all that. I traded all my coal for games, and this was one of those games I got. Mm. <laughs> did they
0: just recently re-release? It's not like a remaster, but they like re-released mm. it or they cleaned it up or something in like a I, box set. I thought I for one working of the consoles. On a remaster, aren't they?
3: they might. Yeah, there's be. a remaster on Switch and Steam where they did, they did polish the graphics a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and then the Steam version is going to have Kotar Two, and it's going to have the fan made. DLC actually, added no. soon for free. So that's kind of nice oh, to wow. play. That's why I bought it on Switch. But um, November and Chad is talking about the remake. They're actually doing a ground-up remake. Uh, and he's, he's saying, fingers crossed they won't ruin it. I Yeah, maybe they maybe. <laughs> well, We'll see. I mean... Yeah, right. I'll hold your breath. So, so There's never aside, been a bad not...
2: remake, right? <laughs> never. <laughs> quick, quick aside, not a spoiler at all, but I was reading today that Black Mesa, which was... Um Portal one made or sorry sorry not Portal one uh, Half Life one made in Half Life two's engine. Mm-hmm. I read a title where now there's a group that wants to make Black Mesa in Half Life one's engine. Yeah, I heard of the DMake. <laughs> They're gonna
0: the remake the
2: remake of the DMake. <laughs> that's yep,
1: that's a
0: WTO. Right.
1: Odd. <laughs> DMakes don't make sense with games like that. Like. That are already demade. <laughs> you can't. Already, you can't just go to an earlier engine to demake a game. Like it's got to be a big step down, right? Like I want just a make pixel it remaster
0: graphic. demake of Final Fantasy One <laughs> <laughs> with the NES graphics or the NES graphics Atari. Yeah,
1: yeah, with Atari. You can only move two directions. Instead, can of they four remake?
0: um
2: it. Damn it, that that ET. Can they remake ET? Let's get a remake of ET. Can they de-make Final Fantasy VII remaster? Wait, mm, they can just get rid of it. Um, that's my personal opinion.
0: Uh, so to start, what about you? What was your what's your recent uh, or maybe not so
2: recent WTF moment? Yeah, mine, mine, uh, mine was during the the Xbox 360 era. Um, it's a game I've talked about in, in other podcasts because I do love it. Um, but it's uh, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. And it was kind of one of those, I mean, I, I think that there were moments like this in the past, but it, it's kind of one of the first memorable moments for me, where um, the game kind of, I mean, kind of turns itself on its head, right? You're playing, there um, there are moments where Scarecrow hits you with his toxin. And there's, there's three moments. Um, each one's very cool, um, because... You know, it treats it as you're still playing, but things are weird. Things are odd. Um, Like in the first one, spoiler warning, folks, I'm giving another spoiler warning. Uh, This is for Batman Arkham Asylum. But in the first in the first um, Scarecrow moment, uh, like Commissioner Gordon is dead and he's actually not dead because it's the Scarecrow, you know, neurotoxin. But, you know, anyway, fast forward, you're now on the third one. And the game acts like it crashes. It acts like it crashes, and it crashes back to not the title screen, but the intro video before the title screen, mm. where you know the, you see the Batmobile. It's You hear on the radio that they've caught the person. They're going to Arkham Asylum. This is replaying the very beginning of the game, except for now the Joker is driving the Batmobile, And Batman is the one that's in the passenger seat kind of huddled and, you know, muttering to himself. Um, You know, continue on. It then goes, I love this bit. It gets to the the title screen where you see the the spotlight with the bat symbol. Except for now, the bat symbol is upside down and it has two eyes. So it looks like a Joker face. (laughs) So anyway, you then click start the game. And it starts the game over yes i just
3: i just gotta say so i looked up the video for those watching the video (laughs) podcast and when i did the crash video i swear to god sinister i i thought the youtube video was garbled and messed up so i paused trying to figure it out (laughs) i mean you know me how how i treat our podcast homework with Uh reverence and i do all my homework clearly i didn't for this game because that caught me really fucking hard I can't believe I saw, that I saw it way. happen it on very, here and he made say. the face.
0: <laughs> and I was like, no, let it go. And
2: he just okay. skipped it
0: ahead. <laughs> I was like,
2: oh so, <laughs> so now we've uh now we've had the, the the what the fuck moment in the podcast. Yeah, it works so well we saw it here. <laughs> yeah so good. Yeah. Anyway, so then it replays the beginning of the game, but instead of the Joker being in you know t- strapped into the you know uh, the chair or whatever that's rolling along, it's now Batman. And the asylum has been is, is under the control of Joker. He's actually the, um, uh, uh, the warden and stuff like that. And then um, the culmination is it gets to the point where it cuts to, instead of third person, it's now first person. You're Batman in the chair. You're strapped in. And uh, Joker says, we should start this off with a bang. And he pulls out his gun and he shoots you in the face. And it says game over. And my favorite is every time you get a game over, there's a there's a little text that gives you a hint of what to do. And I love this. It says, use the middle stick to dodge the bullet or to dodge his gun. <laughs> there is a middle stick. There's a no middle stick. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> so then, you know, you, you you click continue or, you know, you go on and it, it ends up going into then the kind of the standard um uh scarecrow scenes where it's it's a third person view and you're you're kind of doing these little like um it's almost a platformer a side scrolling platformer for a little bit um but it shows you basically busting out of the ground uh with a headstone so you're now a zombie and uh yeah anyway you once you finish this whole piece it comes back to you've you know you've been injected with this neurotoxin but neurotoxin i don't know probably neurotic. i
1: gotta play this game
0: yeah it's no well, Asylum is a really good game it really is i, I yeah. it's been years since i've played it but watching the video and hearing you talk about it so sorry i, re- I was reminded of that whole scene of yeah. now you're now you're playing the joker or you're you know mm-hmm. the joker's now the main character and everything gets totally flipped upside down and i remember the glitch and i remember going what the hell's wrong with my xbox and and all <laughs> the stuff that went along with it or my my playstation or whatever i remember yeah. i got but it it's a good twist. That one's definitely, uh, I love the Scarecrow moments in the game. It's very, very well done.
1: Now, <clears throat> this sounds like it's expanded on multiple things from another game that came before it. In the I days was going to mention Kingdom.
2: it, and I'm thinking you're going to bring it up, but go
1: ahead. Is Eternal Darkness? Yes. Yes. So Eternal Darkness does a couple the, of things like the this, the right but behind it's separately, right? Mm-hmm. So I've I've not played Eternal Darkness myself. My uh uh an old friend of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the easiest way to describe it. Old friend of mine, um, he played through it and I saw him play some of it. And I saw some of the weirder moments, including the system reset thing. Uh-huh. Which is what did, I initially thought about.
2: Did you see the system reset with the erasing your save data? Ooh
1: no i didn't Oof. see that one
2: <laughs> yeah there's a there's a system reset in eternal darkness that comes up and it's like erasing save data and you're like no cancel and it goes ahead and <laughs> does like it acts like it does it anyway wow um, and then of course it glitches back into the game right but like right yeah huh i've not played eternal dark myself either well worth playing, and by mm-hmm. the way, it um it was one of the few GameCube games where they uh, it was it was actually polygons. and so if you play it on a um or true polygon. so if you play it on an emulator or on a Wii, it actually upscales the polygons. you actually get oh, nice. better better video um, out of it.
0: Now um, I gotta wonder, is the the same company that did the Batman also do eternal darkness or there's some kind of no I think eternal to darkness
2: that? was rare right?
0: Okay. So Eidios, yeah.
2: yeah. Eidos. Rocksteady was Rocksteady.
0: Okay. Rocksteady, yeah.
2: Um yeah, I think it was rare that did. Um it's it's behind Optimus or else I'd grab it. Um, but uh, that one I, by I, the way. I've got the yeah. internet at my fingertips. I could also yeah. look it up if I <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: No, that I was I'm well currently worth doing time. it. Oh, it was huh. uh, Silicon Knights.
2: Okay. Yes, yes it was. Cuz okay. I had the weird cube Silicon Knights logo at the beginning. Um, anyway Uh, if you do play that game by the way um, you need to play through it three times to get the true ending Hmm. and it's actually cool the replayability is actually valuable while it does a lot of the same things it does them differently because you choose different elder gods anyway check that out yeah so that also was kind of like as you brought up Wolf. that's, that's very akin to this moment in Batman where it it, it trashes the game, acts like the game's trashed, and you know starts you over. So
1: yeah. yeah,
0: deleting save file. Oh, I was I would lose my freaking mind. I
2: would absolutely snap. Now
3: sad- <laughs> I see Jake sadly, shaking
2: his head. <laughs> I couldn't handle that. Sadly, sadly oh, some of the some of the some of the WTF moments in Eternal Darkness are lost on modern hardware. Hmm. Um. Because like one thing it does is it brings up a little volume slider and it turns itself mm-hmm. down. And if you're not playing on an old CRT, that doesn't really look the same anymore. Right. Right. Yeah, because same... it was those yeah.
1: big bright neon green uh-huh. bars uh-huh. with the little squares as it the uh-huh. volume goes down. And... and
2: and sometimes it has bugs crawling across the screen once again. If you're not on a CRT, it just doesn't look quite right. Right. But there are definitely other like sanity it's your sanity meter when your sanity meter gets too low it hmm. the game starts messing with you that sounds familiar yeah might be something <laughs> we talk about there so sorry we we went off the rails and spoiled a second game sorry folks we'll put that in there twice
1: well yes and no like there's still plenty of things in eternal darkness for people to see if they go play it and i don't think we spoiled anything story based so
2: no Fair. it is it is a fantastic game by the way um if gp was here i actually did a you know he had his little retrospectives i did a retrospective for a stream based on eternal darkness nice yeah.
0: very nice jake do you want uh do you want to talk about yours or how do you want to do that yeah sure why not uh so i only have one so bear with me i didn't do all my homework you know
3: i'll just talk you've been kind to- of busy <laughs> yeah, in the move and everything. <laughs> yeah. um, so the game I chose, and I've, I've spoke about before on, on the show before, is Bioshock Infinite. Yes. like to save that. There you go. I'm not normally into the Bioshock franchise. I have not played the first two, but I did play Infinite uh, in a certain time in my life when I just had a baby, so it was very impactful for me. The gameplay may be a little bit generic, but there's enough WTF moments in that game that are just crazy to me. And just the opening scene... When you first get on Columbia, this floating sky city, and it's like straight out of the 1900s, everybody's wearing, you know, suits and hats and, and dresses, and that's floating steampunk, uh, steampunk stuff. Barbershop singing songs. Sound familiar? Yes, it's the Beach Boys. They, they took a lot of modern songs and put it in the game as Easter eggs. Small WTFs. There's a scene right near the beginning where there's a raffle, and you you don't really want to take part but you do, you grab a a baseball from a bucket in 77, and there's a stage and a guy in a top hat doing a show like vaudeville something, and they pull out the raffle, and he says, isn't that the finest white girl in Columbia City you've ever seen? And you're like, what? And then he pulls out your number, 77, and he's like, you're the winner. Come on up, young man. Come up and take that ball. And then they they pull back the curtain, and they have taken an interracial couple, and imprison them on stage and basically they want you this crowd to throw baseballs at this interracial cuff couple. And that is when this game is like, what the fuck? And yeah, then you that realize that like Columbia moment. is, it's a tough and a hard, heart and a video game, especially it is mm-hmm. rare that video games tackle things like racism and prejudice. And in Bajak infinite, Columbia is a society built on racism and prejudice. And it's a terrible yeah. dystopian place. And you get that in the first few seconds. And just after that moment, like you have a choice. You can either throw out the couple or you can throw out the, the presenter. And of course, you throw out the presenter. But before you do, your hand is stopped by the police. And the police, one of the police pulls up his hand and he's got like a handheld, they call it a sky hook And it's a melee weapon. And it's a, a set of whirling blades used to ride wires throughout the levels. And he goes to take it against you and you grab his hand and you basically shove his face into it and blood <laughs> splatters everywhere. So in the first like, 10 minutes of this game you get shocking racism and prejudice in front of you which you don't see very often in games and then just glorify graphic violence and this game and that's this game <laughs> and it's so odd how impactful that is in the first few minutes so that was like the first wtf moment for that but i want to talk and i, I apologize wolf because you were playing i think this game did you have i beat it? it or no you beat it i okay. finished today Okay, good. Okay, so you know the that. moment he's about to talk about. I do. Yeah, because in this game, I thought it happened earlier in the game, but I was watching it today and catching up on it, and it all happens in the last few minutes of the game. It's at the very end, I, yeah. Yeah, but a couple things. there. One, you're basically, you're playing Booker De, uh, DeWitt, you're a former pickerton you know, a Union Strike Breakers uh, detective, I guess, and throughout the game, the theme was like, you know, give us the girl, wipe away the debt. And you think that, your main goal is to basically kidnap or rescue, however you want to think about it, this lady named Elizabeth trapped in, in Columbia and bring her to New York. But there's a few hidden things throughout the game. Like she's missing a finger and whatnot. And just some of the relationships with her, her parents, Comstock and Lady Comstock, kind of develops as you play through the game. But there's a scene toward the end of the game where you find out where who she actually is. And when they say, bring us the girl, wipe away the debt, they flash back to a scene in his office away from Columbia years earlier, where these, this guy's like, you have a baby in your office and you look at your baby and the guy's like, give us the girl. And your depth is white, white clean. Basically this character is you're selling your daughter to this guy. And it's just like shocking. And then he kind of goes back and and realizes, no, I don't want to do it. I want my daughter back. And he chases down into an alleyway. And as the baby and the, and the bad guys being pulled through a portal, the portal slices the finger off of the baby and it flies towards you at the screen. And you realize then that the baby was Elizabeth. You sold your child and you tried to change your mind and you couldn't. And somehow Bioshock Infinite is a story about you going to rescue your grown-up daughter. But it gets even weirder. <laughs> like the, the bad guy throughout the entire game is this guy named Comstock. Biblical, prophet, religious nutjob. You name it, that's him you later find out as you go through the game that he's actually <laughs> the last sequence of the game you find out that there's a there's a there's a battle in the in the past the, the battle of wounded knee where the main character took part in and after that battle he had a lot of trauma a lot of ptsd and there's a scene a flashback where he's basically in front of a priest in some water and he's getting baptized he chooses not to get baptized and he leads the life where he sells his daughter to this guy But this game, Bioshock, is all about alternate universes, alternate mirror dimensions, right? Things where choice, one small choice can lead to a different path. And there is a path where Booker, the main character, does get baptized, gets baptized, wipes away his past, starts clean, full on religious. And the name he chooses is Comstock. So at the very end of this game, you find (laughs) out that you are actually the mirror version of the bad guy Comstock. Yep, and what was really interesting to me about this is the voice actor between for Booker and Comstock completely different. Mm-hmm. So there's it's, it's very difficult to realize that's what they're going to pull out at the last fucking minute. Like hmm. if they had the same actor, I think it's Matt Mercer for Booker. If he's playing both roles, I would have seen it. No, coming. I think
1: no, I think it was Troy Baker.
3: Troy Baker? I think okay. it was Troy Baker. Yeah, you're right. So if they if they done that for him both roles roles. I could have seen it, but because it was different voice actors and because the age was radically different between the two characters, it was pretty shocking to me. And I was, my mind was blown, honestly. So I thought that was really impactful.
0: I've Um, never played Bioshock Infinite, and I'm telling you right now, my mind is blown. That's,
2: that's, that actually makes me want to play it.
0: (laughs) It's, it's pretty
1: good. Yeah.
2: Well, I was going to say, so Ken Ken Levine or Ken Levine or Ken Levine, I don't remember how you pronounce his name. Levine. Yeah. Levine does these kind of amazing. Human stories into video games, um, and like System Shock Two, well worth playing if you have if you have you know time to do it. Um, Bioshock One, there's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a spoiler moment here. So spoiler moment one, for Bioshock one. one. One sec. Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm reading what YFOLF just put. I'm sorry. We normally don't, don't react with YouTube too <laughs> that was much. That's pretty but... good. That was pretty good. Wow. I laughed wow. at that, too. <laughs> For those watching the, or listening to the podcast later, YFOLF says, yes, you're selling your daughter, but you'll be debt-free, so worth, worth it. it.
1: <laughs> Followed up by a JK and laughing face, Followed, but yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> anyway, Bioshock 1. Okay, so spoiler warning in Bioshock 1. There's... Um, there's a character that you're interacting with through the whole game via kind of your radio system. And he keeps using this phrase, hey, would you kindly do X, Y, and Z? Would you kindly do X, Y, and Z? And then, you know, Kev- Ken Levine, that whole weird twist, Comstock-ish kind of twist at the end, it turns out that that might have been actually a brainwashed trigger word to get you to do what the bad guy wants. hmm And it makes you have that moment where you, like, you're talking with the bad guy, and then all of a sudden he says, would you kindly? And you kind of have these flashback moments, and you're like, okay, now I want to go back and play and listen to every single time he says, would you kindly? Right. Like, I want to put, you know get from a to z and like see if they broke it any you know it's that it's that sixth sense moment where you go back and you're like i'm gonna watch this movie and see if they broke their own rules right right so hmm
0: i i remember that 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 plot twist i i played bioshock one it's the only one out of the series that i i've played and finished and i do remember the the trigger word thing towards the end and i and you're like Come on, like that's that's the whole time he was doing it the whole time. And mm-hmm. it and then you realize like you you like you said, you flash back to all the times you heard it or or it made you, you know, it it pushed you towards the next mission or the next uh objective you needed to do. And you're like, this whole freaking time I was doing what he was telling me to do, this whole goddamn time. Yeah.
2: Brilliant, it's brilliant,
1: great so, story. Okay. Really.
2: Ken Levine, anyway.
1: So I played through Bioshock Infinite this week because I knew Jake was going to talk about it. And I wanted to experience this game firsthand because everybody has told me the Bioshock games are great. I can skip two. I got to play one and three, right? Yes. So I've, I've tried playing one in the past, but since Jake was specifically going to talk about three today, I was like, all right, I'm going to play it through Infinite and I'm going to see what this is all about. I was so disappointed in this game. Oh. Oh, no. Now. Oh, no. You're not wrong. Game. Like the first hour of the game is full of just shock moments here and there between the racism and segregation and the awe-inspiring floating city and the the intermingling of religion with politics and all this shit, right? It just, it's constantly like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And as I started to go through the game, it started to really push the idea of multiple realities. Huge right. Sliders fan, so I was in, right? Oh,
0: I love Sliders.
1: I was I was for it. And I started to put these pieces together as I was going through the game, and I started to realize that certain characters had made appearances before I realized they made appearances. Yes, the brother and sister, right? Yes, the brother and sister. And I was like, uh-huh. okay, so we're starting to explain that. And then... You jump from one reality to another. And I'm like, okay, but now you're in a new reality altogether and the previous reality still exists. It's just you're not there anymore. So, like, all this history you have in that reality is gone. It doesn't matter to you now because you're not there. And then you do it again. And again, and again, and I'm like, every time we jump realities, it's feeling less impactful and less like the story going forward matters. Mm. So that's where I was. And then I got to the end, and just before they have you give the baby to the person who's saying, you know, give me the girl, wipe away the debt, I realized that the baby was Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. and that's when i also realized what the marking on booker's hand was and so i was like okay so i do that and i was like well this is kind of fucked up but this isn't like oh my goodness and then (laughs) then you go and you see the whole thing with the pinky finger and i was like Okay, but we didn't have a huge moment with the pinky finger, other than her mentioning wearing the thimble, the thimble all fashionably. Mm. Blah blah blah. Like
3: we you didn't notice earlier on no... the game, though. When she's dancing, no, I did I, I noticed it earlier in no. the game when she's dancing. You mm. see this metal thing in her finger, and you're like, "What the? And, hell? It's not a ring. Why does she have something on her finger?" So I noticed it early on, and they never explain it until the end of the game, which is kind of
0: weird.
1: So, like, the whole game is predicated on the idea that you know one decision can alter reality right it changes the entire world big time kind of kind of yeah that's that's what i'm about to get to hold on so you have that big (laughs) moment with the baptism where booker either stays booker and becomes the booker you play him through as or he becomes comstock this radical religious zealot greedy motherfucker right Mm -hmm. now through the entire game, there's multiple points where you get to make a decision, and it has no impact on the story whatsoever outside of that moment. Okay, limited.
2: So okay. <laughs> can I can I can I interject really it, quick? Okay. The coin flips answer this question. Remember the coin limited flips? Game. Well, it happens I do. a couple times. If, if I remember right, there's a couple times they do the coin flips. And you notice that it's no, always heads. It's or, There's okay.
1: one time that the brother and sister do the coin flip with you. Yeah. And they said it's always heads. And there's like right. 122 tallies saying that it's been heads every other time.
2: And the point of that, as far as I kind of put together from the story, was even when you get choice, it doesn't change the result.
1: Yeah. Exactly so then why the fuck does it matter that he gets baptized or not
3: it doesn't so it's it's variables <laughs> that's my and constants. but it's variables <laughs> and constants that's what the the idea of the game is that when they show you the series of lighthouses and how yes there's all these different choices and it splits into multiple universes but there's certain things that are always constant there's always a lighthouse there's always a guy a central guy figure Right? And then in this case, also, there's always a bad guy. Like There's certain central fe- things that are fate and predetermined and never change, but the decisions around them split off. I, I agree with you. Bioshock would be better as a movie or as yeah. a four-hour game. right? The, the most action yes, is this... in the first two hours and the last hour. You're 100% right. But when she this does the, like... the splitting of dimensions, sorry, one sec. When she does the splitting of dimensions, <laughs> it's not supposed to be a radical change. It's one small decision, separate universe, but everything that you've done has happened the same way in multiple realities. So I guess that's why it's not quite the Slider's drastic change in dimension So I guess, what the idea is.
1: Well, I can see why you're, this, I can see why it upset felt,
2: you. I can see it. This
1: game yeah. felt like a really long, bad... <laughs> bad Kevin Lynch film Is that his name Kevin Lynch, <laughs> David, uh, Lynch. David Lynch David Lynch, David Lynch. Okay. Lynch. Yeah.
0: Kevin Lynch right, come my... on
1: man I'm sorry I'm a little I'm a big Adam Twin Day. Twin
0: Peaks fan man okay, Hold on, on. Yeah, Hold on David Lynch twin, that's my twin twin I, I usually spoiler. get his
1: name right I messed it up for once but yeah this felt like a really long drawn out bad David Lynch story That's how it felt to me And maybe and for me I was
2: I enjoyed the journey. Maybe that's because I I loved the game front to back. And maybe that's the difference. A
1: lot of moments in the game were really cool. Like the fact that you get, you know, the the glimpses through tears where you hear, you know, um, everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears. And then... As you're going through the game, you start to notice different songs. Like on the beach, I heard girls just want to have fun playing on the music. Uh-huh. box whatever, And I yeah. was like, what is this? It, and I didn't <laughs> register it right away. It clicked with me after a bit. And like you said, with the Beach Boys. And then, you know, there's that other moment where through the tear, you hear that uh, that 60s rock song. I can't think of it. I, I know how it goes, but I can't think of the name right now um so there's all this stuff right and it's really cool and they actually do explain that they're not just easter eggs they do Mm -hmm. yeah that's actually explained in the story as long as you listen to the the recordings throughout the game right and it's really neat how they do that but again like ultimately at the ending i felt like the journey just was pointless Mm. i was really let down by bioshock infinite
3: the last few seconds of the ending, and for you watching the YouTube video, I think I did accidentally show that to you. I wasn't planning on it. But basically, you meet multiple Elizabeths at that baptism. And and that when Booker says earlier on, we want to kill Comstock, uh, Comstock right from the beginning, go back to the cradle when he was born. Well, he was born at the baptism, and that's where the scene, the game ends. And Elizabeths basically baptize you by drowning you. They drown mm-hmm. you, and it goes to black, and that's the freaking end of the game. <laughs> and all the Elizabeths
1: so disappear
3: and they disappear, basically showing that they've, they've snuffed them out. But it just, that being the ending to the game was also a big WTF. I'm not going to say I liked that part necessarily. I would have liked some kind of happier ending.
1: <laughs> but there's a lot of happy endings in
0: any of the Bioshock games, to be
3: honest. Honestly, you
1: playing it. through right. this game, I didn't expect a happy ending. But I didn't yeah. expect an ending that left me. And it, this wasn't like a, what the fuck? This was a... What, what the, the fuck <laughs> like why did but I play? it still so matches this? with the
0: wtf it moment
1: that's,
2: <laughs> it does it, does. That's, it yeah. still
1: fits within I the criteria so of the disappointed discussion in this game and so, then so this this ruined things for me with bioshock one and the bioshock <laughs> infinite dlc because afterward i was like okay well i'm not gonna play the dlc so let me look up what the story of the DLC is. And I started reading through the story of the, the plot of the DLC. And I'm not going to get into it because we're not spoiling Bioshock 1. We're spoiling Bioshock Infinite. But as I read through that, it links to Bioshock 1. So I was like, yeah. okay. So I went mm-hmm. back and read the plot to Bioshock 1. And I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> and I went and finished reading the plot to the DLC to Infinite. And then I was like, the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> so- I was just... I I like the mechanics to Bioshock. I don't like the story. It's so stupid.
3: I'm still <laughs> so the opposite. I hated yeah, the gameplay. The I love the story. Well, it's no, crazy.
1: I,
2: I liked it all, so I'm in the middle of both of you. Okay, and I know but nothing I think, about it, so we balance the square out really fucking well right now. <laughs> I but, but I think I think we've bookended Bioshock Infinite with Jake with the whole what the fuck. This is like oh my god, my mind's blown. And we have Jimmy on the other side of what the fuck this game's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not
1: it. ass, but the ending felt like a total cop-out and like it really undermined a lot of points the game seemed like it was trying to make.
3: Hmm. Hmm. There. Yeah, It's not the commentary on racism that you might think it is in the beginning. It kind of mm-hmm. goes off. It, it quickly loses that. And in fact, one of the... One of the factions in the game that uh, is fighting the the dystopian government, right? Uh, Daisy Fitzroy, I think her name is, mm-hmm. and the Vox Populi. Mm-hmm. When you get to that part, one of the mirror universes is they they basically are winning and she's as dystopian, uh, d- despotic as Comstock was. Right. So they kind of flip it a little bit and saying that it doesn't matter. Whoever's in power in Columbia tends to be corrupt. And it's kind of odd there. There's a scene where she almost kills a child and uh, Elizabeth has to stab her. So I don't know i, you I know, hear you in the do. middle part of the game but i think the game is full of wtf moments and i think it's fantastic i, I like the game yeah. a lot
0: as today i'll sit over here a- with you wolf i don't know enough to i'll, I'll back your it play. had
1: its moments but i <laughs> i don't think this i've heard this game talked up a lot in a lot of ways and it was a total letdown And I know this isn't a review of these games. This is, you know, talking about the major moments. But even the ending didn't feel like that major kind of moment. Right. I think... I know
0: Bioshock 1 was was met with really great reviews when it first came out, if I remember Mm -hmm. right. Um, 2, not so much. 2 was kind of like, meh. They they had kind of meh reviews for it. And then 3 came out, and they were like, oh it's better than two kind of thing. So I think that's where a lot of the talking up came from, because again, two was kind of a letdown to a lot of people from one being a really good game. And then three came back out. And it was like a whole nother kind of spin. So they, they got you out of the underwater and you were doing a bunch of stuff in the sky instead. So it was kind of a refresh from what two kind of let everybody down with, which is why I think it was so well received when it first came out. Because of the second one being kind of disappointing, so maybe that's why you got all the rave reviews about it, and not playing any of the other ones. If you had MLB. played maybe one and two, and been like, yeah, two was meh, and then three came out, and you're like, oh look, it's 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 kind of back to normal where it used to
2: be. Then maybe that's that's the experience that a lot of people were feeling about. Ken, it. Ken Levine was not involved in two, okay, um, and it very much doing. became essentially just a shooter. I mean, it right. had it had some plot, but it was really it was really much more of hey, here's another FPS right
0: one's awesome i'd give i'd still give one a shot one one was really good i really enjoyed that but i'm into that kind of weird spacey mind control but you don't know mind
2: control kind of trope i guess we'll call uh, it that werewolf yeah would you kindly play one
1: (laughs) i'll probably still play through one i'm sure i'll enjoy the gameplay but oh, that knowing one you'll enjoy. The, knowing <laughs> the plot. No, I okay, so Infinite, I did enjoy the gameplay, like I said. And I enjoyed the story up to a point. Mm. Um there's like two major there's probably two major twists in Bioshock one, and one of them I thought was cool, one of them I thought was totally stupid. So <laughs> <laughs> there wow. you go.
0: Well, there you go. That's, that's I mean, how I, I guess how the
1: story is. to Bioshock in general just hits a spot for me where it's like really good and really bad simultaneously.
2: <laughs> well, it's about it's parallel dimensions, it's a parallel universe. Yeah, yeah that's that's on, on there brand. you go. Mission it's accomplished. T- totally on brand. <laughs> good job, Ken
0: Levine. <laughs> well, done, <yeah. laughs> well done. You guys say Levine, and I keep thinking of Maroon 5. Um, <clears throat> well, my. <laughs> please don't please don't cancel us YouTube. Um so my um I'll go off on my now We we're, we're going to go with uh the first one. We'll go with um you guys know that I'm a, I'm I'm pretty big in the souls and we played a lot of the you know the dark souls games and we played we talked at this is going to be the only time you hear me say the word Elden Ring so I'm proud of myself I've made it through another episode where I haven't talked incessantly <laughs> about how amazing Elden Ring is. Um but within that vein, there's a little game called Sekiro. Sekiro is probably my favorite out of the entire grouping of of the Soulsborne games. Um, and Sekiro is pretty, for the for the the layman, it's 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 a Souls game that's hard, where you play. I guess I want to say it right. You're a Shinobi slash Ninja slash Protector of Royal Lines. Um, you get to. Uh, you can die a lot because the game's called Shadows Die Twice. Uh, but you can resurrect yourself, which part of the gameplay mechanics. Um, it's a lot more agility based, it's a lot more parry based, so there's a lot of um blocking, you know, and 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 fighting back without going completely offensive the whole time. And there's a lot of big boss vices, uh, boss fights that you get into, much similar to. Most of the souls games, but there's one in particular boss fight. And those people that have played Sekiro or watch people played Sekiro probably know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a boss that is later on in the game in the middle of a forest that is called the great ape. The great ape fight um, is a very difficult fight. When you first start, there's a lot of mechanics to it where you have to whip yourself across and you have to strike it a certain distance. It's got a terrible AOE attack and it's a big pain in the ass. So you fight this thing over and over, you die, you die 400 freaking times trying to learn this mechanic on this boss, and then you finally figure out, you break the wall down, you notice, whenever you fight a boss, the boss has a life bar, obviously, right? And most of the time, it'll have a red dot next to it, or two red dots next to it. A lot of these bosses have the ability to resurrect themselves. So you'll fight them once, you'll do basically a kill move on it, and then it dies and then you're and then it'll resurrect and you got to fight it a little bit more and then you can kill it and be done with it. Well, this boss fight that Jake is repeatedly playing with my actual reaction to the fight. <laughs> it's like we're watching it live. It is like you're watching it live. This boss fight, you kill. It gives you the sin- Shinobi execution has been accomplished. Then, without warning, it gets back up has full health and fights you again. It is awful. <laughs> And then it carries its freaking head around in its head, in its hand, and uses a worse AOE attack (laughs) to try and take you down. You have to kill it again with full health (laughs) after all that time fighting it. And I'll tell you what, I was pretty damn proud of myself for beating it, as you can see by the look of my face. And then realizing that, oh, well, it's getting back up to fight me again. (laughs) And the fight becomes just as hard. And then later you have to fight two of them at the same time. This was the biggest WTF moment in a game that I can recall that wasn't a horror game that I've played in the longest time. These bosses are difficult for noobs like myself at the time. And and to make you feel like you've accomplished this great win after you've died hundreds of times to this boss, and you finally can, it does the whole thing, the Shinobi execution done, the whole text goes over and you're sitting there relaxing in your chair that, oh my God. I did it. I got it done. Now we can kind of sit here and recoup, think about what we're going to do next. And not within two or three freaking seconds does the goddamn thing get back up and the life bar refills. And then it starts chasing you with the samurai sword that it removed from its neck to try and slice you in half. It is absolutely fucked. And it's a terrible boss fight. But it was one of the best, like, eye-opening moments in a game that I have played in quite a while. It's, as you can tell by my reaction, that should have been longer than six seconds.
2: It's that moment where you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to go get a snack. And you step off. And you turn around, and it's over there wrecking you because you stepped up to get a snack. Yeah. 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 There wasn't even time for me to go, okay,
0: uh, who... Let's go ahead and I, you could see me start panning around to see where to go next and then it just gets right back up and I am very, <laughs> very vocal about it. <laughs> it's
3: wild to me because you look at Elden Ring bosses, which is the, what the Souls game I played the most probably. Usually mm-hmm. when you kill a boss in Elden Ring, it's dead. Sekiro, like the fact that they give you all the fanfare that you won and then they snatch it away from you and have it come back up, that's demolarizing, especially how brutal those bosses are. I can see getting like one or two shot after mm-hmm. that and just, want to throw your controller and quit. I would yep. rage quit so bad with Sekiro if I played it. I
0: don't think I could. <laughs> and they it. kind of they kind of did the once you die from the second phase, you got to start over again. Obviously, it's a it's Soulsborne. Right. So, you have to fight the first phase all over again. <laughs> but even sucks. after you kill it, you're like okay, like you're sitting over its dead body. With your sword, you're like, I'm I'm not going to fall for it this time. Are you you dead this time? And of course, it comes to life, and you got to fight it all over again.
1: So this thing is the namesake of the game then, right?
0: Essentially, yeah, because shadows die (laughs) twice. But like I said, the problem is, is that a lot of the big bosses, you can see on the bar that there's... Red dots, you know. Okay, I, I killed him once. The dot goes away. He's gonna come back. He or she's gonna come back, and then I'll have to fight a second phase of it. So it's basically like the Dark Souls and the Elden Ring phasing, where you know you get its life halfway yeah. down, and then it changes and does something different that you have to then think about. Mm. This one didn't give you the opportunity. You thought you were one and done, and you're like, oh, okay, thank God. Oh no, there's a whole other freaking phase I wasn't expecting. And the worst thing is that it throws you off. Entirely because usually you could be like, okay, you know, you're jumping in place. All right, what is he gonna throw at me next? But you've relaxed, you've you've exhaled a sigh of relief, you're ready to move on to the next thing, and then you get a sword up your ass, and you're like, What what the hell just happened? I wasn't expecting that at all. Sorted one shadows
3: die twice, mind fucking blown. The bosses have more than one life. That's That just makes most sense of them do
0: me. i should have been better prepared honestly wow <laughs> sword in one hand its own head in the other and it comes running after you <laughs> yep and it's just like and then it's screaming at you it's like it'll stop and it'll scream at you With and it does head. like this yeah this. <laughs> it'll like put its head on its body and then it's oh. like shoots freaking blood and shit all over the place and it then you get obviously your status ailment effect on it if you're too close to it and you're like I hate this fight. That was one of the harder fights, I think, in the entire game. To be honest with you,
2: I love that it jams its head back on to do an attack. That's yeah, it'll like
0: it'll like put its, it'll like put it over its cut hole because you can obviously its neck flap flapping around, and then it roars through the head and it does this weird AoE attack. <laughs> and if you're in it too long, you can see your life start doing this, and then you're like,
2: oh, God damn it! Well, That's so now, when I die, I want to be able to do that.
0: Wolf's got the sword. We can just borrow his. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's one of my my favorite WTF moments in uh, in video game as of the last ones I've done. That's a,
1: that's a pretty good one. It's yeah,
0: it's jacked. Do we uh, do we want to go round robin again, or do you want me to do my second one and then we can circle it back around to Senstar and Jake and or uh, and Wolf and kind of ship it out from that point on? How do you want to? Who wants yeah, to go next, unless pick. you want me to go a second time?
2: I'll uh, go, go. I'll go.
0: Go? No? Oh, no? okay. You got it, babe. All
2: right. Okay. So my second game uh, for this. Now, obviously, I, I I mean, there are plenty of WTF moments in games. So uh, we, we all kind of picked one or two. Uh, so Batman for me is number one. But my second. Now, uh, Jake, I, I want you to throw up both Portal and Portal Two because I really way I'm ahead not... of you. The way you guys okay. are going, trust me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the old damn franchise. All right, <laughs> thank God so, there's only two games. <laughs> so once again, one of those moments where you you wonder if the game has actually stuck to its own rules. In Portal Two, there's a point in the game where Gladys, the 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 bad AI that's testing you. And if you're familiar with portal, you know, if you're not familiar with portal there, it's a series of tests. And basically you have a portal gun that you can create a hole here and a hole here. And you have to like either move yourself or something else through it to complete the, the you know, each test. Um, but there's a point where she tells you something and then you complete the test. She basically tells you that this is an unbeatable test and you beat the test and she says, okay. I lied. It was to see how you react to this, you know, to being lied to or being told that this was unbeatable. I'm not going to lie to you from this point on. And (laughs) she says at one point and you think that it's, it's a mistake in what she says. She says after these tests you will be baked and then there will be cake. And you think A, you've you've been seeing these little, uh, you kind of get into these areas outside of the tests for a little bit and you see these lines written on the wall that are like, the cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. Well, at least her statement, you will be baked, is true. (laughs) Because you complete, you think you're getting to the end of the game and you think that you're done and you're on a platform and it's moving toward uh, you know, a corner, it turns the corner and there's a big pit of flames and it's moving you into this. And she's like, this is the emancipation field or something like that. We're, we're done with you. This is the end. And you're, you know, you're like, what the fuck do I do? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I died once for sure. Like try to figure out what to do. Cause like you have a time limit. Cause this platform just moving into the, into the fire. So, I get back to going around, and you realize you can portal away from this platform and portal into a wall, and you can jump. And you realize after you've then played the remainder of the game, that's essentially the halfway point. The end of what you think the game is, is pretty much the halfway point. And then the remainder of the game, you are attempting to subvert through all of the back behind these tests and get to the end. And in the end, and and we're spoiling stuff. So in the end, you have to rip apart Gladys and throw her into essentially an incinerator. Uh But the WTF moment is, and I realized when I saw this, that you will be baked and then there will be cake (laughs) because you're headed into this big fiery pit. Wow. Yeah. Now, not the
0: kind of cake I want to eat, to be honest with you. No. I'm not a big fan of cake, anyways.
2: Now, funny <clears> enough, <throat> in the in the in the end credits, there is a cake. By the way, in the end credits,
0: um, I love I love callouts like things like that, like little mm-hmm. they they do the little snippet throughout it, uh-huh. and then there's the Easter egg of like you know either the cake at the end or the, right. the, the as you, will you kindly and all that like kind of shit throughout mm-hmm. the entire game. I love I love throwback stuff. That's why I like uh, um, concept albums and stuff that replay certain parts of songs in the album that connect to another right. part of another right. album. Yeah, I when you book in when you yeah, book I
2: love right? that stuff. Yeah. Um real quick, I do as I said, throw up portal two because I do want to touch on portal two just a little bit. When portal yep. two was announced and then when portal two came out, I thought to myself, how do you how do you supersede portal one? And they did. They absolutely did. And I'm not going to give away too many spoilers, but I'm going to say at one point you use the moon as a portal. <laughs> you Why not? Literally shoot your portal gun at the moon, like yeah. So
1: <laughs> that was that was pretty cool actually when that yeah. happens.
2: Well, and all of the Cave Johnson stuff and finding out the backstory to Gladys. Uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. all yeah. of these things are absolutely like. Portal 2, it's really surprising, I would say this, thinking about it, but Portal 2 is a better game.
3: Better narratively
2: well, and gameplay mechanics, yeah. yeah. I like both of them, yeah. but
0: 2 is a much more polished story to it. than one But I mean, that isn't that supposed to be the theory of a set, like if you're going to re re-re- not re-release, but if you're going to make a sequel to another game? Sure. In theory, now, we all know that sometimes a, a 2 coming out Doesn't necessarily mean better. Bioshock 2, for instance. But I mean, (laughs) if you've got the same team involved and the same people involved, let's take Half-Life. You guys may not agree with me, but I thought Half-Life 2 was obviously better than Half-Life 1 because of all the different mechanics and things that they did to it and added to the story. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but portal is of the same... They're the same creators. Yeah, the same people that yeah, did Half-Life. And all it, stuff. Was,
2: it was actually yeah. a group that I think did initially it as a college project or like a, oh, yes. a smaller so, version DigiPen. as a college project. Yeah. And then it was a, ended up getting picked up by Steam. By Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So it was a senior project for a group of students at a school called DigiPen here in Washington. I, I think it's in Redwind. Represent. Um, and it was called Narbacular Drop and i've actually played through it it was an interesting Mm -hmm. game um portal definitely did it better but after uh the people at steam caught wind of narbacular drop they basically hired the entire group of students to come make a game for them and they ended up making portal so like that's really cool to me
2: yeah and then you can tell that they threw budget at portal 2 and sometimes yeah, you know get you. ruined by throwing budget. Like there's a right. reason. There's a reason that Ryan Reynolds never wants a big budget for Deadpool. There is, right? It will ruin that 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 genre or that that uh, that franchise. Uh, but in the case of Portal Two, you get J.K. Rollins as you know Cave Johnson. You get uh, what's his name as as uh, Wheatley. J.K.
1: Simmons, you mean?
2: Or J.K. Yeah, Simmons. that's Yeah, yeah Rollins. JK Rollins is a yeah. whole other movie.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, you get
2: you get uh, uh, Merchant. you get you get Merchant as uh, as Wheatley. You get Stephen Merchant yeah, as so Merchant. Um, yeah. And you get you get a game that is probably maybe even three times as big. Um, yeah. And has some fantastic co op play after you hmm. complete the game.
1: Mm-hmm. I played through the entirety of the co op with my kid. While he nice. was. Seven, I believe. So huh? We managed. I
0: imagine <laughs> I imagine this playing on my my valve index, and I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> oh
3: yeah. in VR I This can't game even, is I cannot weird.
0: function how how we would play this on, on Valve Index. It's it seems insane. The it's I always thought this game was just a really fun puzzle game, mm-hmm. so I never got a lot of yes. interest in it myself. I mean, it is essentially, but I was always like, you know, if it's going to be on the Steam engine or whatever, it should kind of have that Half-Life feel to it. And so I never really gave it a shot until I watched uh, one of my my fellow streamers, uh, Pierce, play at Purse. Mm-hmm. He does a speed run of, of Portal, and I watched him do it for a charity event. And I was like, this is cool as hell. I need <laughs> yeah. get off yes. my ass and give this a shot. So, I, you know, I, I gave Portal 1. I have not finished it, and I've, I've played a little bit of it because I'm... I'm not as smart as I'd like to be and I easily get turned around really <laughs> easily in this freaking game, but I really enjoyed what I played. I was really impressed with it. And I, I like, I, again, I like the callbacks and I like the, the book ending of, of things. So that's, that's a cool, uh,
2: cool real quick. I have a, I have a video and I may need to post or publish it or something, but I played it on stream. I played portal one on stream. I had already played through this, but it'd been years since, and there's a point when you've completed the testing. You're back behind all the testing. You're trying to get your way out. You're trying. And there's a point where there's a spinning fan, and I keep thinking to myself, "I've got to stop the fan." I'm not thinking in portal terms. So I'm thinking one dimensionally. Yeah. So I end up <laughs> getting a chair from the facility, carrying it with me, getting it up in, into this fan area, and I reach up and I put the chair up into the fan. And the chair gets picked up and just whips around and murders me. (laughs) Now that should have been your what the fuck moment. (laughs) Physics.
0: (laughs) Out of those words.
2: Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
0: Chair death. I have that
2: that somewhere. So. We'll
0: have to find that and put that on the discord. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, when you try to be all smart about it, it ends up killing you.
1: (laughs) There's now I'm assuming uh, Sinistar, you played Portal 1 before Portal 2 came out.
2: Oh, long before I played Portal 1. I think I played it when I like Orange Box era. Right. You remember the Orange Box? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh Well, um, at the end of Portal 1, after all the credits are said and done, you get a view of like you're out on out in the outside, uh-huh. you can see the field in the sky, right? uh-huh couple weeks before Portal Two came out, they updated Portal one <laughs> to extend that scene, so that scene after that update, yeah, you get to see the sky and everything, and then you're getting dragged back into the facility.
2: oh shit, <laughs> wow. And- Oh shit, I may have to
1: go replay portal one. And it's it's literally they just added like two, three seconds. You just get dragged wha- back toward the doorway of the facility that you you know, initially you're like, Oh, I escaped, but they added that to where you're being dragged back in okay. to explain okay. why Shell is back in the facility for portal two. Mm.
2: I mean, if you know if you know portal one well enough, you can honestly beat it in about an hour. You really can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Portal I can. two, I mean, Portal Two, game, you can't. Right? Once you know it, yeah. you know it. <laughs> Portal 2 you can't because it has all of the under area that takes a yeah, of like, time. Yeah, it's like,
1: even if you know what you're doing, it's still a pretty yeah. a, it's a chunky game.
2: Yeah. Chunky clunky. But <clears throat> I think Portal 1 and Portal 2 should be on pretty much everybody's video game list, honestly. Yes. I really do.
1: If you haven't played it, play them. They're good. Yeah, I'll
2: definitely. I might move it over. I, I don't remember
0: if and, I have it on on a console or not i can't remember which and
1: one play them about. with the audio don't put on music and turn the right. volume down no, no 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 no. listen no. to the game and pay attention to what's being said yes first off it's almost all hilarious mm-hmm. secondly it all kind of leads to a greater moment in each game that's like oh aha you know mm-hmm. these these things happen so yes Damn. definitely recommend these games
2: and in Portal One, Mike Patton does a voice of one of the one of the Gladys uh, uh, nodules. It, yeah. yep. He's the oh, he's nice. the angry he's the angry nodule. He's just the one that goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's Mike that's Patton. How, that uh-huh. sounds
0: like Patton. That's you could call that. Yeah, that that Jarbly guy. That's Mike Patton definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of has a signature uh, speaking
2: in tongues kind of thing, kind of like uh, Jonathan Davis, of course. But yeah, Portal One, Portal Two really should be on everybody's list. Anyway, that's well, my that's my other one. That's John.
1: Wolf.
0: What's your um, what's your number two?
1: Okay, so my number two is Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm I'm gonna try not to spoil any gigantic moments, but I will spoil uh, a big moment and then another fun moment and then i've got a small moment from last of us 2 that is not a big story heavy moment but it's definitely what the fuck so um playing through last of us you know there's honestly there's what the fuck moments throughout this game everywhere but the really big one is uh when you're playing through and in trying to escape a building Joel gets knocked down uh over a railing and falls on some rebar. Huh. Literally runs right through his abdomen. And you just you get this moment of like he's stuck there and he's still fighting for his life shooting people and then Ellie comes running down and she's trying to help pick him up. And you know, she's what a 13 year old girl in yeah. Or something? Maybe, so, yeah maybe maybe yeah.
2: in yeah 12 13 something right.
1: she's and she's so she's little and joel's this big 200 pound dude and she's trying to help get him up off this rebar and you just see the struggle and then she's trying to help carry him out of this building while people are still trying to kill them and it's just You know, the the things are getting blurry. Things are light is fading in and out. It's getting difficult to play. It's this huge moment that's just like, oh, my God, this is wild. And then after all of that, it fades to black and then opens up in winter and you're playing as Ellie. Yep. This was just so wild to me.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I've I, uh yeah, I've had the moment. intention of, of playing um Last of Us. I and the more the more people talk about it, the more I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna take like two months off and just not do anything but play Last of Us.
1: It's get, not get that it long of a game. Uh, Last of Us Two is a longer game. Last of Us hmm. One is probably ten hours.
3: That's pretty common for what i It's getting remade too, I think. Actually,
0: are they doing a remake of it?
3: Yeah, Yeah, they're doing
1: the last of us part one, as they're calling it.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is
1: it's basically last of us two or last of us one in last of us two's engine.
2: Mm. So for me, um I played this game and the clickers ruined it for me. (laughs) And I ended up I ended up rage quitting because I I mean I talked to you about this when you were streaming it, Wolf, but yeah. I have a real struggle and maybe it's maybe it's my my old old ass, you know, reaction time times or whatever. But controllers and aiming and stuff just are not good for me. I have to really have a keyboard and mouse. And so I will (laughs) say, honestly, if this comes to PC, I will absolutely play through it. What are you going to say?
1: You so last of us part one is coming to pc yes um, the remake is coming oh, to pc yeah. i think two is also headed to pc i'm not okay. certain the
3: Two already in the pc or no you're right it's coming over.
1: i also want to mention that when i played through bioshock infinite i played it on my ps4 that's your problem right there and I still enjoyed the gameplay better than the story All right. (laughs) it looks much better on PC it can look great but you're still getting
3: a
0: shit story wrapped in there somewhere (laughs) the story is not fucking shit okay this is uh...
3: the guy who's well, playing no star basis ocean to... don't give you this this story is shit bullshit sorry. i did not
0: choose star ocean it was chosen for me that's not fair
3: yeah, well you tell that story is after 90 fucking hours <laughs> bioshock infinite is 10 hours and is a pretty damn good story we i know a middle lot middle, about, Not so good.
0: we know a lot about star ocean in the first 24 minutes <laughs> Wait,
2: we
0: know what's going on in the other games That's that really game gonna is... open
2: up at 100 minutes man or 100 oh hours, yeah man. don't it's worry open up. it really opens yeah. up 200 hours <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, so, yeah, like, uh, aside from that moment, there's another moment that's just, it's like this, this moment of pure joy, excitement, and awe in an otherwise very sad and hard to play game as far as the story you're being fed. And it's this moment where you're going through a college campus. And a couple of giraffes just appear. And Ellie is so excited to see these giraffes. She's never seen giraffes before. And she's just blown away. And Joel's like, what? What are you? Because you don't get to see the giraffes right away. So she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And she's taken off ahead of you. And as you go and catch up to her, you see that there's, you know, what? Like five giraffes or something. And it's just this really beautiful moment between them that uh, that was super cool to me. <laughs>
2: that seems like kind of what Last of Us really did well was um, hit those emotional highs and lows Mm -hmm. in a a video game, right? Like how often do you genuinely get moments of like happiness or how often do you want to cry in a video game?
0: I was remember I was going to stream this at some point in October. I think I was going to try and make it one of my scary game streams. And one of my viewers cool. was hanging out and he goes, Are you gonna play Last of Us? And I say yeah, I was thinking about it. And he goes, Yeah, I don't want to cry this month, so maybe maybe not play that. And I was like, ah, is it really? It's really hard to watch. That's,
1: it, what I've, like, that's what I've been told. Yeah. I've been
0: told it's spectacular.
3: It it definitely but hits you right
1: in the feels repeatedly. Yeah.
3: Like Wolf, when you're playing it, I was what on stream, I was watching here and there. It's hard for me to watch because it's so brutal and down and depressing. It's a great game. I, I want to play it someday, but that story is is a powerful, just draining story. Like it's hard for and, me to
1: watch, yeah. And it's I love it because it takes the idea of, you know, something so common as the zombie apocalypse. we've We've seen mm-hmm. it for decades, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And this is probably the most relatable, realistic version of that sort of thing. And I mean, calling a zombie apocalypse realistic is just silly. I know, sure. but no, but it makes the, sense. It, the it, reactions it of the people and the way the world has grown to exist after this and everything like that's And honestly, the way they do the zombie apocalypse where it's fungus, just like with the, those ants in South America ants? or something yeah. like, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, It's very much they tried to make this as realistic a an experience as possible where you can suspend your disbelief for all this awful apocalyptic nonsense. And then they repeatedly just gut punch you with sadness and despair and occasionally hope. But
0: (laughs) right. Final Fantasy six over here. I think this is probably a harder hitter than six. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with the train of thought. But I mean, from what I'm getting, and again, from not playing it at all, it's it's the all these little glimpse of, of reality, of, of things that would make someone happy. Seeing the giraffes randomly out and about in this absolutely horrifying world that you live in to see any kind of piece of joy. And then basically it's like... It's like watching a. Okay, this could be terrible. It's like watching a bunny run around in the field. That's super cute, and you're like, "Oh, it's so cute." And then a hawk comes and fucking takes it and flies away. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, you're like, that." The- what? And and then you feel bad because you're like, "Oh, I should have done something about it." So it's it's that whole like, but you're powerless. <laughs> you're powerless to stop these things, and and you can escape the reality for a little while with a little, you know disconnect with something that brings you some kind of joy, but reality is always going to grab you and pull you right back in to no matter how
2: good or bad things are going. And so I, I think that that's more relatable. I told you I played this and of course I, I quit because of the clickers, but I actually had to be convinced to play this. And, and the reason why is because I am so zombie tired. Like I looked at it and I was like, uh Another fucking zombie game, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I had a coworker at the time who lent me his copy on PS4. And he's like, no, seriously, play this. Play this game. And sadly, I stopped because of the clickers and because, you know, like, I suck at stealth <laughs> and I suck at first person or third person with, uh, with a controller. So I will probably give this a go when it comes to PC. Now, thankfully... The TV Wolf, series
1: I, will probably also be great for you, too.
2: yeah. Yes. And it's I did catch I, I did catch most of your streaming of it. So I like the yeah. uh, I like
0: the the spin on the the zombie apocalypse idea of the of, yeah. the, of the of the the fungus thing, not the, you know, if all these people died, they have a virus and they came back. It's not uh
2: it's not another uh dead rising. One thing. Well, but, and making it a know. person story, making it person like about, right. about the human condition. Exactly. All of like
1: there's the, the moments human. of brutality in this game, right? But it's never brutality for brutality's sake. It's, it's always brutality for survival. Right. And that's what really like it it makes it all believable. Now the mm. second game brings in a little bit of brutality for brutality's sake and yeah there's a part there's, I remember a reason, and I, the there's this is the part i'm gonna mention so i'm i'm not gonna do any major spoilers for the game but there's a moment where a character is hung by a noose and she's literally just hanging there like for her life holding on oh. to the noose trying not to suffocate all this and then someone a a couple of kids come in and by kids I mean what they're probably 12 and 14 as well yeah yeah so we're doing that again and um, they're trying to run away from the group of people that they live with and because something they've done is perceived as against the will of their group of people so someone large comes in and grabs one of them and is told to clip her wings she the this large woman takes a sledgehammer and smashes just right here the uh, the upper arm with a sledgehammer of this this young girl and it's just like holy fuck, and all this is happening at once, like the other character is still hanging from the news trying yeah. not to die oh
2: <laughs> it's a visceral moment, when it's I like watch misery. Really when I watched Wolf play it, I was literally like
1: "It's <laughs> this <laughs> moment much. was savagery overload, really and Honestly, it was all for a reason. I don't want to say it was just for brutality's sake, but a lot of the things in the second game are driven by more than survival. Yeah. And this is one of those moments. It's not driven by survival. It's driven by something else, but it still fit with the narrative of the game. So like I said, I don't want to spoil any parts of the story for Last of Us 2 because I know a lot more people haven't played that than the first one, so... Mm
3: a little more recent too
0: there's a lot mm. of things that and again i've not played last of us too so this won't be a spoiler for anything but i'm what i'm getting is where it's the first one is brutality for survival's sake this one is brutality to set to set a like a um a standard of what what the world's like now and and these are the rules that we have to follow to survive and though brutal and completely unimaginable in today's world um that's what they do and 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 it's all happening at once. It's like reality, just like you said, it's just a kick in the nuts, you know. Trying to trying to like process all this crap happening at the same time, and this stuff's going on. It's it just you know instead of being, uh, you know, it's said it's not for survival. It's to set a precedence. It's to set these rules will not be broken, or you will get hurt, or whatever the hell. In this particular case,
1: that is the case. Um, There are other moments of brutality for other reasons. There are a lot of moments for brutality in this game. Um, the majority of them, I would say are driven by revenge more than anything, but there are other moments that are driven by other things as well, rather mm-hmm. than just survival and survival does make its, it. It does rear its head numerous times in this game,
2: right? The, the first one to me felt very much like a story of the two main characters yes. and the humanity of the two main characters surviving in this world. The second one felt more like walking dead to me.
1: Yeah, a little bit. And I believe we made jokes in the second one where we were calling it last of us, nine Oh two one Oh at certain points. Yes. So, <laughs> uh-huh. And that's, that's not the whole game. I don't want to right. deter people for playing it because there are moments that are very, you know, teen drama, but oh. there are also a lot of moments of real humanity and, it, it still has those moments from last of Us one but yeah it's the scope of the story is a lot smaller in last of us two than last of us one gotcha yeah it's of a course. lot more personal i guess is a good way to put it
0: right awesome I, you guys have got me excited about even looking into like trying out more portal stuff and and both the last of Us games and now that they're for coming sure. out for pc i'm actually like really driven to <laughs> to give it a shot, and then I might, I might play Bioshock Infinite just so I can shit on something else. That R- <laughs> would, uh,
2: would you? Kind of your past
0: on, apparently, in this show, Your no, just, it, just grinding I, to the ground.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed Bioshock Infinite until about the last two hours, and then
0: it's the Wiley Wars
2: of Bioshock. <laughs> it
1: really went off the skylines at that point.
2: Uh, oh, I, I see what did there. Jake, Jake, I'm, I'm Team Jake on this one. I'm Team Jake yeah, on this. At one. least that star likes yeah. the game. Okay. <laughs> all right well
0: we'll close it out with with my last what the fuck moment <laughs> so this one's a little bit of a set of stars he's gonna love this this one's a little bit of a left fielder i know uh wolf played this as well but i don't know if you finished. you didn't finish this i did not running. finish
1: it but i saw the moment that you're going to talk about
0: okay so there is there's a game out there that was requested of me to try and and then I went you know what I really want to give it a shot and every October I I try and stream a lot of scary games. But well, this last October I probably sca- played the scariest game that I've ever played in my life that goes by the it's either called Visage or Visage. I don't know how you want to pronounce it. I call it Visage. I'm probably wrong because I'm not great at grammar. Um, but visage, we'll call it visage too. Whatever. Jake looks like his eyes are gonna cross with the way I probably it visage
2: visage. I thought it was visage. Visage, visage, in, it in, might in, be visage. In, I've been calling America, it visage. In American English, it's visage. In America, visage. <laughs>
0: visage okay. okay. Visage, visage. Anyway, so this game is a game that's a first person. We were talking about it before the, the, the podcast started. This was based off of the um Silent Hill PT engine. Um, and if those of you who haven't played the Silent Hill PT engine was a game that was never released, and you want to talk about a hallway monitor, hall monitor game, game, yeah, it's a hall monitor game, but it is horrifying, um, with the way it's set up. Um, I, I, I left that Easter egg for you, Sinistar, so you can do whatever
2: you want with that. Well, real um, quick, I'm gonna say then that you brought it up. Uh, it, for those, this is not a spoiler because PT was never released as a game, but go look up on YouTube. There's a uh, somebody that broke the camera in PT, and it's more terrifying. It's horrifying. So,
0: the premise of this game is you are a character. The game starts out absolutely horrendous. You're you got a first person view of some guy shooting all these people in a chair. Um, the game has four or five stories in it that you basically relive. And you have to try and survive through these people's stories in these very horrifying and tumultuous storylines that you're in. However, though this game is absolutely full of what-the-fuck moments and was probably one of the only times that I almost broke down in tears on stream from getting scared so goddamn bad that I had to take a minute to recollect
2: myself. Hey, well, it's a, you, know what's, you know what's a great mechanism in a video game? A camera mm. flash to see where you're going. Oh, my God. Yeah. So one of
0: the spoiler, there's a there's a whole area of the game where your only source of light in a pitch black room is a camera flash. And you have to utilize that. Yes. I, is that no, that's I, that's the kids one. I don't remember that one, but you have to flash the camera to walk through. Anyways, though, this entire game is full of what the fuck moments. My favorites What the fuck moment in this entire game is the Dolores' story, the old lady story, where all of a sudden, after this whole thing with a baby and a fetus and a room that looked like a womb, you walk out of it and you walk into the kitchen and the appliances are talking to one another. They're having a discussion about the old lady walking around the room and talking about how she walks around naked and they're calling her horrible names. But there's a scene where the refrigerator tells all of the other appliances to shut up. He's trying to sleep. And then the freezer yells at him to say, you're always trying to sleep. You don't do much for this house anyways. And she goes, I got a real story to tell you. And the fridge calls the freezer a twat. (laughs) Randomly. (laughs) It says breathing, and you can actually see the look on my face throughout this whole thing. It yeah. is so absolutely random in a terrifying game that has literally had me white knuckling throughout the entire playthrough of this game. That the refrigerator calls the freezer a twat randomly. And they're talking like the four of us are talking right now. Yes. Just casually. A-
2: it's a casual yeah, conversation,
0: and, yeah. And it yeah. makes no sense in the story other than I think it's just trying to reflect to you that the, the lady whose story you're reliving, I guess, is going insane. And the appliances are talking to her. And you're watching this happen. And they're laughing, so the doors are opening when they're laughing yeah. all together. It is... It is out of this, out of my mind insane. Well, I've never seen anything like this in a game of that that's that,
2: that, that scary. There's two moments and I kind of view it as A, trying to show that she's that your character's going crazy but B, maybe giving you like a moment of levity to like break this like absolute torrent of terror. There's two moments. There's twat. There's twat fridge or twat freezer, and then there's Lucy rave. It's a dance dance party.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. There's so much. That game is very intense. It is. I have never been so on edge throughout an entire playthrough of a game as I did. Even Summer of '58 had its moments, but at mm-hmm. least it was only two hours long. This game was probably ten or eleven. I think that we mm-hmm. had to play it. I did it in three days. Um, with with fairly long playthrough, I think there were like five, four to five hour playthroughs that we did it in, and it and you die, you could die in this game, you can mess up and have to start over at certain points, and there there are puzzles throughout the game that you have to solve, and there's no moment in the game, the minute you start, other than twat fridge and and Lucy dance party, there's no point in that game where you can feel yourself kind of go, all right, I'm gonna take a break, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna recollect myself and then shit just hits the fan and something dives through a window or you get grabbed by something or there's writing on the wall that wasn't there before when you turn around. Mm -hmm. However, it it is one of the best scary games I've ever played, but that whole game other than the twat fridge, (laughs) (laughs) that whole game is nothing but WTF moments. And I would highly recommend If you're into those kinds of games to give that one a playthrough, but don't say it and warn you because I,
2: oof. Singstress and I watched another streamer play this the first time. And so we'd been through it and we saw you play it. We saw Werewolf. We saw you play it. And I think we steered you to, uh, to, to Dolores's chapter, which is where the twat fridge, twat freezer is. And yeah, when we were watching you guys, and I think we put it into chat, he, he, this is going to be great or something's, you know, basically <laughs> like, and yeah, Chard, I think when we were talking about this before the episode, like you thought that we were giving you, we were talking yeah. about something that was going to be absolutely. Yeah. Horrifying! You're just waiting for me to start crying. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, yeah. but that's what I'm used to.
0: The chat is the chat is the biggest bully <laughs> on the block, right? So when it someone's like, "Oh, I cannot wait for him to go into this room," and there's that, there's this whole area, and I'll I'll describe the area for you. It's in Dolores' chapter, I believe. Where you're in, you walk into a black room. There's a lot of black rooms in this game. There's a lot of <laughs> black rooms in this game, and this area is full of mirrors. They're big, giant, oval. Very, what ordinate or or you know yeah ordinate looking like mirror frames, and they're in a circle together, right? And you're walking around and you can't you can't see your character in in the mirrors, so you're walking around this mirror. There's no there's nowhere to go. Like you don't know where to go in this entire area because it's just as far as the eye can see. It's just black, pitch black, except for the circle of mirrors. So I'm trying to talk mm, yes. to chat. And I'm trying not to look at the mirrors. I'll be honest with you. There was a lot of times where I was trying to look over here while I was searching around these mirrors. And there's a point where you'll circle around one circle of mirrors and then there's, there's Dolores in the mirror, but she's way, way, way back. Yeah. So it's like a distance. like So it looks like a doorway. like She's way behind you. And you turn around and nobody's there. And you turn back and it rushes at the mirror and it breaks. And I was so pent up from just finding anything in the mirror and then there's that it's it's like two seconds of like oh there she is oh she's gone Huh, bam and then you're like oh, oh! and i just <laughs> i just had to sit there for a minute and and recollect and think about all the things that i had ever done in my life and realize <laughs> was it worth it that i started playing this game at such a young age and what else would i miss if i were <laughs> to die playing this game because i thought i was going to have a goddamn heart attack after that one jump scare that thing got me real good and there is some there is some stuff in the lucy chapter that's equally as bad, but I think Dolores prepped me for Lucy a little bit better than the Raken story did going into Dolores's. cause that yeah. is, Lucy. It's a rough
2: play. Lucy's the camera flash. That's yeah, that's Lucy's the a, little girl one
0: with, with horrible, her best friend.
2: That's such a horrible mechanism, the camera flash for your light source.
0: But it's so perfect.
2: It is it sucks, but it is it
0: is the best horror trope thing that you can possibly do in a game. Cause you walk around that room with all the chairs and stuff, and you're taking the picture and you don't see anything. <laughs> and there's even a part I looked at chat and I took a picture and she was there, but I caught her out of the corner of my eye because I was reading chat. Mm-hmm. And I immediately looked over and went, oh, I don't want to press this again because <laughs> I know she's there. <laughs> and it's sure shit. I pressed it again and she's right there. And I shit my pants and <laughs> ran like a little girl. That's where I, I had think had the a running meme like came from. Too. It's good. It's it's really good. And it's it's a whole the whole game is a WTF, but the Twat Fridge was a pleasant surprise in the middle of such horrible, horrible shit going on the entire time. Twat Freezer gave me save the day. When you gave me clips for this game
3: for the episode, <laughs> I watched a clip and it was hysterical. And I'm like, I said to myself, I thought this was a horror game. Mm-hmm. So I only seen the funny parts of this game. I, so it is absolutely a horror game. <laughs> so if I do it play this, I'll prepare myself, it's not all love,
2: fun and laughs and giggles. It no. Is, no fridges. It it's is actually, arguably it is the the scariest yeah. horror game. It is arguably the scariest wow. horror game.
1: This game had me on edge a lot. Yeah, and. Like, S- Ch- 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 Chart and I did an episode on horror games before, and I think before this, Alien Isolation was the most stressful horror game I'd ever played. Same, and then this yeah, we both played Trump Visage
0: it. right after we did that episode. You and I did our, our run through of it because mm-hmm. I think we m- mildly mentioned it. We both played Summer 58, and then I was gonna play Alien next, but then we did Visage first, and you were like, Yeah, we were gonna, someone we were going to play that as well. And so you and I were kind of playing at the same time, man, we should do a whole yeah. episode of that. goddamn show.
1: <laughs> I, that I, I'll have to finish it first. But,
0: oh yeah, man. It was,
1: I had a lot of fun with what I was playing, even though I, like, I loved it and I hated it the whole time. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when I, I was trying to figure out, cause for, for some odd reason, I know you and, and sister's clipped, the twat freezer thing, but I cannot Mm -hmm. find the clip to Mm -hmm. save my life. I don't know what happened to it. Twitch ate it. But, (laughs) so I'm listening through it to try and figure out. So I'm at work and I have it on on my earphones and I'm like, no wonder you guys thought this shit was so funny because I am literally, I can literally hear the urine on my chair as I'm scaring myself to death playing this stupid game for your guys' entertainment. This was not fun to me. (laughs) But at the end of it, I was like, I'm so happy I played it because it's such a good game. It is so well-designed in the psychological horror set that it's not just about jump scares and shit. It is just, we talked about, Wolf and I talked about it on that horror game episode where soundscapes are an important addition to making a game just as terrifying other than ugly brutally disgusting creatures or weird environments or what or or loud noises this game sets you up with the soundscape just like alien isolation did mm-hmm. where it's you don't you don't want to move you are so frozen just holding your keyboard and mouse or controller whatever you're playing on and you're staring at the screen like I don't want to go in there and it's a fucking computer (laughs) game. It's not like you're going out to the kitchen to go get a glass of milk or something. You're playing a game that at any point you'd be like, Nope, I'm turn it off and walk out. (laughs) But you, but you, but you can't leave. You're like, you're glued to this thing and repeatedly choosing
1: poorly. Yeah, exactly. I just keep (laughs)
0: content for 10 hours. I chose very poorly, but man, it was so much fun. It's once, once I, when I look back at it, I go, I'm, I might have to do that one again, because that's how much fun we have with it.
2: I used to do Scary Saturdays, and I've watched a lot of scary streams. And honestly, as I said, arguably the scariest game. And for me, I don't think I've seen one scarier. I don't think I have. I have a hard time. I haven't played one scary. I'm sure
0: there's worse games out there, but I haven't seen anything top that. We're going to try out last, I think, this, this October, which I hear is pretty equal to that um and and see how it goes but i was always a guy like you got to give me a weapon to survive where whatever horror fest i'm going into and 58 and visage did not do that or visage didn't do that you you just had to make it through so now i was always afraid to play outlast because of that yeah that mechanic of like you just have to survive and hide but now I feel like I'm prepared. That was why I was like, "Hey, really nice, you get a flamethrower." Okay, cool, and a gun. Cool. It doesn't <laughs> help you at all, but you still have them. I mean, the flamethrower does, but the gun is completely useless. If gonna, you ask me, I'm going to cuddle this flamethrower yeah, for, you know for what? What? It's really any there, really. kind of. I'll just take this with me and hope to God it does something good for me. <laughs> yeah, but you know. so I uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be uh, I'll be able to make my rating on our last compared to Visage by the uh, by the end of the year.
2: <laughs> there are a couple really good moments in outlast and i look forward to watching stream this fantastic
1: okay so jake said he only has one game so i would like to throw in an honorable mention mm. and that would be resident evil 7 and 8. yeah but yes yeah. <laughs> This is for not those, one moment. For those, yeah. for those, Many for, moments.
2: For those listening on the on the podcast later, I pointed at my hand.
0: You'll know why. I, oh <laughs> Man, my god! When,
2: yeah, this. I'm so happy you brought this
0: up. This is one of my when favorites. I, I can't believe I didn't think about this.
1: I believe when I was playing through Resident Evil Eight, I titled one of my streams like i <laughs> I called the game Resident Evil Eight subtitle Poor Ethan's hand. Yes. <laughs> because in resident evil seven and resident evil eight there are plenty of what the fuck moments the biggest one is every time something terrible happens to ethan's hand and yes. we will just i'm just gonna talk about the first one in resident evil seven because it's what maybe like i'll tell 30, you i'll, I'll take eight then. The game, i'm right? fine
0: eight eight got me good but yeah go ahead
1: it's it's like 30 40 minutes in so it's really early in seven um Ethan straight up just gets his hand chopped off with a fucking chainsaw.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: He like he puts his hand up to block the chainsaw hitting him, and it ZOOM! and then his hand is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> but then what happens after that?
2: He fixes it. <laughs> well, well he has he has the magic hand juice.
0: Yeah, the yeah, the juice the heel juice which you know what i was when i saw that happen <laughs> and then he wakes up and it's just stapled on i was like "That yeah, was a hand juice like it's sure no that's fine like that's totally understandable he fucking puts the juice on and his hand is 100 percent healed
2: i love how, how it goes work. on though he's missing fingers there's
0: bandages oh, yeah. there's
2: like that's not that's on
0: eight eight so <laughs> Can I go, Wolf? Are you done with your? Is there anywhere you yeah, wanted to add? Seven? I
1: just I just wanted to mention that because that was a big moment. And actually, I want to share an experience my brother had playing this. Um, so my brother and his buddy were playing this in VR on the PS4 back when. Oh man! And this was their first time playing it, and it was my brother's friend who was the one playing, and he is a tall guy. He is six foot eight, and when the chainsaw came at him. <laughs> It scared him so much, it jerked him back so much. He actually fell down. <laughs> he fell on his ass as playing in VR. VR.
0: I love VR. Getting
1: his hand chopped off.
0: Oh man. <laughs> so let's take this into the next episode of Poor Ethan's Hand. Yes. Or how we or, or the five finger discount, <laughs> three finger discount. So yeah. there's a scene which I believe you have it up here where Ethan is, is he falls, he goes into the village and he's like in some Romanian ass village or some shit. And there's this guy, this old man's like freaking out. he's like, oh, and you hear like wolves and stuff screeching and hollering and whatnot. And this old man's like, do you have a gun? And he gives him the gun. And then the old man gets ripped away and he disappears. And you're like, well, that guy's fucking dead. And then you fall <laughs> into the house underneath where there is a mountain of dead bodies in this, in this house. And you go through it and you're trying to get out. And then the next thing you know, there's something over in the corner chewing on something. Well, it's a werewolf guy. And he lunges at you and he takes a chunk of your freaking hand with him. Two, these, three, two these two fingers, gone, right? They're gone. They're not coming back. <laughs> so you take your goddamn, you're a wizard, Harry. It's Hagrid. So, I'm sorry. So, so you, he wraps his hand up in in a towel or whatever, and and that's it, and he's good. First date on the spot, he's ready to rock.
2: Yeah. Hand, juice, hand, hand juice, juice and hand juice, juice. on it. <laughs>
0: good to get the hit. Wow, for those of you visual, we're applying hand juice in a very provocative <laughs> way. <laughs> so the game progresses, and you yeah, so you get a picture of his hand all fucking gnarled up like that. So yeah, the he game goes progresses. the
1: Game missing his pinky and ring finger.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but he's still a a hell of a shot. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. He's still got his trigger finger. That's all you need. (laughs) So he goes through the game, and you go into Lady Dimitris' house, which Mm -hmm. I totally tried to pronounce that properly. I hope I did, Uh, which is Big Booty Vampire Lady. That's what everybody refers to her as, so you'll know what I'm talking about if you don't know her name specifically. Sorry, YouTube. Stompy Mama. Stompy Mama, Yes, Mama. You've probably seen more mods than the actual game (laughs) skin that's in the game. Let's be honest on YouTube. You go you So you go into the game and you're there's there's a section where you're basically being hunted. I'll try not to spoil too much, but she's hunting you. She's trying to find you. And you finally you look like you duck her and you're like in her cellar or whatever. And you find what appears to be a gate to get out. But it has like one of the little pull down triggers, right? So you run over, you press action. Your hand grabs the thing to pull it down, and this fucking blade comes down and literally cuts your entire fucking arm off, and it's just hanging there onto the trigger. And you look over, and she's there with these big fucking claws, and she says some kind of witty remark or whatever. And you fucking scoop up your hand with
1: your other arm, yeah. And you I love go that fucking running. Stays on the lever. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, it just stays holding on to the lever and so you can run around you have to go back and collect it before you can activate yeah. the lever great
0: so you, you duck her <laughs> you 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 bob and weave and juke her out of her boots you grab her you grab your arm and you run over and you get up to an elevator so you start riding up the fucking elevator and you look at your hand <laughs> You put up your nub and you literally shove it back, back <laughs> onto your arm. You twist it for good measure because apparently your bones screw in. They're threaded. That's how it <laughs> <Right>? works. <laughs> and then you take the juice. The right? Juice. You apply the hand juice. And, the next, and then he starts moving his hand like this. And it's all fucking back to normal again. Yeah. Yep. Now, the, the WTF moment in that game is way later. We will not spoil it for you. But right. all of that is just so comical. You missed a hand playing moment. It.
1: Huh? Early on, you missed a hand moment. When oh, hit me with a hand Ethan moment. That's, that's initially, what I remember. uh Initially caught after escaping the first trap that he's set in. Mm. And Dimitrescu takes him, and they string him up in her quarters, oh, where yeah. he is hung by hooks through his right, hand. That's
0: right. That's
1: right. And he... Literally yeah. rips oh, his yeah. hand Ooh, you're off, off his fucking hooks.
0: I I purposely blocked that out. I don't want to oh, think about how so he removed bad. himself this, from those. Like
1: hooks. there's a reason I call this game Poor Ethan's hands.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not a hand model by. He is not uh, David Duchovny and Zoolander by any stretch of the imagination.
2: All right. Well, I have an honor image of mention. him doing this to his oh, fingers,
0: right. as if there's any yeah. feeling possibly left in those nerves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 don't eat him. They still work. Nope. I don't have to feel anything. I just know that they work.
2: Oh my god, the video. Well, I, I have look. a I have an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a very simple honorable mention. And I'm giving a huge spoiler because nobody knows this. Samus is a girl. Yeah, <laughs> <faith>. <laughs>
0: thank you, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we won't ruin any more stuff for you guys, so wow. Good. Those are some great moments, guys. Honestly, God, that's, yeah. th- there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't expecting here, and, and Jake, you're complaining about not doing any of your fucking homework. I'll tell you what, I had no idea what you guys were talking about during <laughs> Bioshock, and that was completely because I didn't apparently do any of my goddamn homework, so that well, was my fault. To be
1: fault. fair, this is a game I've been told I should play for years, so I finally played it. Fair.
2: fair. Well, I'm you... sorry that it didn't live up to the hype. I, I loved it, <laughs> but I also played it. I actually pre-release bought it and played it like the day it was released. I...
1: I honestly suspect that had we recorded this before I played it, I would have been even more disappointed in the game than I already was. So oh, wow. I'm glad I played through it before Jesus. we recorded this.
0: Bioshock, Wiley Wars, poor Jake's art.
1: I'm sorry, Jake. Yeah, like man. there's a, lo- it has a lot of cool stuff going on.
0: Jake's gonna and take he- a weekend <laughs> off just so we don't have to listen just. to us
2: fucking give him shit anymore.
1: I think I yeah, think
0: Jake's gonna move. I think
2: Jake's gonna move. He's 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 out. <laughs>
0: yeah you know like your your shelves look a little bare back there buddy
1: (laughs) packing up press (laughs) b to vacate (laughs) (laughs) guys i
0: want to thank you all for allowing me to host this wonderful episode this was uh this was cool i like to hear everybody's kind of reactions to the wtf moments and and the omgs and and, and uh, to, to share the stories with you guys has, has been really cool
2: there are so many examples i have more if we did a follow-up to this you know however long down the road like there are some moments like dead space like you know stuff oh, like space, that right yeah, yeah. and so I'm, yeah. I'm happy to like even make this kind of a series like you know over time right so. I have no qualms with
0: that. This is this was a great <laughs> episode, and I I, I enjoyed yeah, the discussion that everybody yeah, had. This was
1: fun. I'm yeah. I'm sorry I shit all over your choice, Jake. I didn't want to. <laughs> no, it's you're just not. No, you're today. not. No, I literally am. I'm <laughs> I'm sad that I was disappointed in the game. Circus Charlie will rise again.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell
1: you. Wow. Omg! Like, shit on Jake's game. Punk stuff. Like this game had so many things that I should should have made it a real winner to me and ultimately it was not
2: well well i do want to call out really quick we've had people chatting in in youtube uh for those that are listening to this podcast later we do these on fridays on youtube and uh uh sinstress my brother uh i think this is your mom werewolf um novi novi's had a lot of comments um uh, it's uh, Thank you, uh, Cthulhus Jeff. I mean, everybody's been here. Thank you, everybody, for participating in the chat. Sorry we didn't interact with chat as much as we could have, but thank you for being here. Word. Let's go ahead and go around the table, guys sick Jake, where can they
0: find you if uh, not on Press B? Getting getting your favorite games completely tossed. <laughs> where can they find yeah, you? I mean, you can find you. me on Twitter, S I C J A K E. And I'd
3: like to announce my new one man show, Jake Plays Good Games <laughs> and Only Fucking Good Games, and only his
0: voice matters. Show launching in the near future. <laughs> now
2: that's a WTF moment.
1: Yeah.
2: In star where can they find you, sir? Uh, So I do stream now most Mondays on Twitch again, uh, Sinistar seventy seven. Otherwise, I'm here and I'm also on Twitter as well. And werewolf, and where can they find your your shiny smiley face?
1: Uh, Here, and I have not yet. I've recorded an episode to put up on YouTube. I'm going to start doing my homework for the podcast and putting it up on YouTube. So unless I got to rush through a game in like a week, like I did with Bioshock, in which case it's not going to be there. But yeah. W A R E W U L F F. Search it on Google, tell it you a minute, you'll find me.
0: Beautiful. And you can find me on uh, Twitch, www.twitch.tv forward slash jar Twitter, Instagram, and of course with my wonderful friends here on Press Be to cancel if Jake doesn't fire me after this episode. <laughs> guys thank you everybody for coming and hanging out everybody in chat and uh, all the listeners that will be listening to this in the future I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will gladly catch you guys soon
1: thank you all for listening Shephiroth kills Harris what the fuck